Hello, and welcome to Artfully Told, where we share true stories about meaningful encounters with art. I think artists help people have different perspectives on every aspect of life. All I can do is put my part out into the world. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. It doesn't have to be perfect ever, really. I mean, as long as you, you're enjoying doing it and you're trying your best, that can be good enough. Art is something that you can experience with your senses and that you just experience as, as so beautiful. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Artfully Told. I'm Lindsay, and I am very excited to have my husband, Kevin, on the episode today, and he actually has a really great story, actually, I guess a couple of stories to share with us today. So I'm going to let you take it from here, Kevin. Okay. Enjoy. So yes, so it's a two-parter, and it's a theme, and these are the two dance performances that I have been a part of, as, as far as performing. Since marrying you, I've had to I've gotten to be <laughs> behind the scenes and do a lot of things with performances. But these are the two shows that I've performed in. So the first time, I'll set the scene, 1985. I'm five years old, and I've been a part of a tap class where I was one of two boys, and it was all girls otherwise. And the other guy's name was Andy. I don't know if it was sort of like a bulk ordering thing or if they just weren't available back then, but Andy and I had to wear the same tights as the the girls. And so we also had pink tights and I'm not quite sure why, but we didn't <laughs> have an option. It comes time for recital and we're in this giant giant theater <laughs> this theater was the stage was so big the stage is the biggest non-separated area of space that i had ever stood on and just like this open space it was huge and these spotlights were so big just to so this is gardner kansas high school theater <laughs> <laughs> but as a five-year-old you're right this was one of the biggest theaters of course. In existence, right? That's what it felt like. It was. I was so intimidated. And I, I just remember the lights being so hot and bright, and I couldn't really see the, the audience that well. And I don't have any idea how my performance went as far as... If you take into account my current ability to follow choreography, if it's anything like it is now, it was way off. <laughs> way behind and just way wrong. But I don't even remember that. That doesn't even factor into the story. So what happened then at the end, we do our bow and I turn everybody turns to the side we're supposed to exit on. And and so I, I turn and I exit and I, I get to the end and, and it's sort of a weird situation because there's like props and behind the scenes stuff like sandbags for the curtains and and there's like lights and stuff, and it's really dark. And so I'm like, oh, this is, this doesn't look like when we came in. And I turn around to see the last person that was, that I was next to exit on the other side of the stage. Oh. And knew that I had gone the wrong way. And 
there was no, I look around, there's no way, it's like the storage closet kind of area, and there's no way to get across the stage without, or you get to the other side of the stage without Uh. going across the stage in front of everyone. Oh. And I just remember running as fast as I can, and maybe if I get there as fast as I can, no one will notice. (laughs) And, but in my mind... In my mind, it never occurred to me that this is a tap recital. Oh. And so I start running just as the clapping stops. And there's this clink, clink, clink. <laughs> gets everyone's attention. This bright pink movement with all this clanking. goes screaming across the stage. And there's laughter. All of oh. these terrible, horrible oh. parents <laughs> decide... It'll be fun to crush this little boy's spirit, oh. so let's all laugh. Oh. And um, I quit. I quit after that. I was crying. I was a mess. I was crying and bawling and didn't want to talk about it. And I'm done. I, I took off my tap shoes for the last time that evening and never picked them up again. That's such a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then fast forward and Lindsay, you were getting ready to launch your company. Actually, it was the very first show that you were going to be putting on. So Lindsay got presented with this opportunity where she met the uh, director of the Fringe Show for Kansas City, which is a big, like, 10-day arts festival with all sorts of performing arts, singing, acting, all sorts of stuff. Theater, I should say. And... And there was an open slot at the Kansas City Ballet performing space there. What would you call that? A studio theater? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was a studio theater for the Kansas City Ballet. And after talking with her, she learned that there, this open space uh, was available. And she had always thought about, always sort of like a dream of hers to start her own company. Well... Now she has this opportunity to perform and... Well, and to caveat, not just perform, although that would have been super exciting in and of itself, but to actually produce a show, which was something that I had never done before in that kind of capacity of creating something from scratch, and just to give some context. Professional level yeah. paid gig. Right, exactly. Like, to to that level, yeah. I had never done anything like that before. And to give a little bit more context, I was presented this opportunity in, what, late April, I think? And then, does that sound right? I was going to say early May. Or maybe early May. But it was then, was it June that... The performance was going to happen? July. Oh, July. Okay. Yeah, yeah, But still, for, to put that in perspective, though, so that was maybe a little over two months worth that I had to put everything together. So that meant, you know, recruiting dancers and doing the choreography, creating the choreography, getting costumes, rehearsing so that we looked put together. I mean, that might not sound like that much, but... That is a lot of work and a lot to put together from nothing in just a couple months. So so for some 
perspective on on all how much this was like yeah, a big deal. <laughs> and we're talking about a like a full length. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not just you know Not twenty just, minutes oh, or something. Yeah, can you do ten minutes? Yeah, or... right. Not yeah. a gig, like a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so so Lindsay, I remember she was excited but also nervous and just had sort of a fear of failure that was kind of keeping her from committing right away. And I remember saying, okay, whatever you need help with, I will be there to help, whether it's finding music or props or whatever it is, technical stuff. I can do any of the behind the scenes stuff that you need done, promoting it, coming up with copy for promotional purposes, coming up with photos or videos, you know, we can, we can actually do this. I'm on board. And so I convinced her to, to do it. I didn't have to try that hard. I just said, <laughs> Hey, I'm in this with you. We can do it. And yeah. that was pretty much just kind of someone else that would, that would be there to help. Yeah. So we could actually go back and find the actual date, but I think it was sometime in early June after rehearsing, you'd come up with all of the pieces that you needed for your show. You had recruited everyone. You had actually started setting choreography on your dancers. And it was something like, do you think you were probably halfway through with, with a certain piece that was going to be a certain I, dance that was going to be in this? I want to say, yeah, probably. Like I think I had already done choreographed something. it. I mean, gosh, that was a while I think ago. It, okay, so there was this one piece of the puzzle that was a it was a paw, right? It was a it was yeah a, mm-hmm. for non dancers. It's a duet. It's a two person dance, typically a uh, one woman, one man. Yeah, and so who was going to be her partner in that dance had an injury and wouldn't be able to do this piece. Now we're talking like weeks away and needing now to find a new idea Mm -hmm. or a replacement partner. So started looking for replacement partners that didn't work out. And, and there was sort of this time where Lindsay, it got to you. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it it got to you started feeling the the pressure and and then that got to me cuz I'm like, hey, whatever happens, I'll do. You know, I'm here. Let's do it. What what could happen? Mm-hmm. You know, you got this. And and I'll help. Well, I can't dance. And this is a professional thing. I can't go stand in. I can't go learn years worth of things and get years worth of practice and corrections in a in a month. Right. <laughs> so I can't just stand in. So I decided that I would make a, a comeback as a performer <laughs> in a dance production. However, I I just won't dance. Well, I guess I did. My dancing won't be the... You did, yeah. yeah my, my dancing won't be the, the highlight of, of my portion. So I decided on this story where... We have Lindsay as being sort of the center of of attention for two men, and one man dances, and then another man is juggling. So I'm the juggler in this. And the story is basically each of us vying for attention, vying for her attention, 
and then me eventually winning, obviously, because I wrote this. <laughs> and we're married now, so. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I wrote it so that I would win the day. The beauty of this was I didn't have to dance. I fixed the problem, and and I fixed it by the other person in the dance, the other guy in the dance didn't have to learn choreography. He would just do whatever he did, uh, whatever he wanted to do. There was a little bit of choreography between the two of you, but it wasn't as involved as the original thing. Correct, and yeah. He was already, he couldn't do a whole nother piece. But with this, he just had to do a few tricks, mostly mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. And so it kind of uh, checked all the boxes. And so I was able to then, it worked well. There was one hiccup, and I really need to start paying attention to my stage left and stage right directions. I I had sort of a return of of an issue from when I was five, and what happened was I, as as part of the show, the last piece in the show was going to be sort of a a piece making fun of or kind of. I called it my Murphy's Law. Yeah, yeah. So it was rehearsal kind of, piece. Yeah, it was a it was a comical piece showing things that can go wrong during a rehearsal, and <laughs> or rehearsals in general, like people forgetting the right shoes or you know screwing things up, you know any which way. And so you know we kind of it's just an exaggerated parody, but tons of fun. Yeah, and so I finished my my juggling piece called the courting jester. By the way. I was pretty proud of that title. Mm-hmm. And so I get done with my piece. And I'm also doing all the filming and, and taking photos and things like that on in the pieces that I'm not in. So I go to get ready to get my camera stuff and after my piece. And I'm going along doing my thing. And then, and then I remember that or I realize, hey, this is the piece before the final piece that is making fun of the rehearsal stuff. And I'm in that. So I need to go get in place now. So before the piece, before the piece I'm supposed to be in. (laughs) So the second to last piece of the show. (laughs) Okay. So when the house lights go down right before the second to last piece, I go get on the side that I'm going to go, the side of the stage that I'm going to enter from, which is opposite where the green room and stuff like that is and changing rooms and stuff. So I'm there on that side of the stage and the piece starts and I realize that I need my juggling balls for this piece and I left them in the green room on the other side of the stage. Flashback to when I was five. I can't (laughs) run across the stage. I can't run across the stage during the piece. Luckily in this case, there was a backdrop, a, a black curtain backdrop and a a little bit of space in between there and the wall. So I decided I have to get across the stage and retrieve my juggling balls and then get back before I'm supposed to enter the stage. Now the the trick is I can't hurry because (laughs) it'll make the the curtain kind of wave if you pass by it too quickly. Yeah, and and just for context, what he's kind of referring to is there's like the wall of the theater and then what do you say, like a a foot? Is it even that much of space? So I couldn't walk shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I had, or... Or, yeah, straight, essentially. I couldn't walk straight. I had to like 
sidestep. Right, along the wall, essentially. Yeah, I so, would say 12 inches or a little okay. bit less. Yeah. yeah, so it's not a whole lot of space, and it goes the wall, and then you have a little bit of space, and then the the black backdrop, and and then from there, the stage. So the, you act, we don't have quite the full depth of the stage, but just to give some context, so as he's trying to maneuver behind the backdrop, like he's saying, if you move too fast... Like you can't run because if you move too fast, then the curtain, the whole curtain ripples and it's just super distracting for the audience. So, yeah. To- yeah. And then and then I'm not supposed to be back there either. <laughs> so there's like, a lot of crossovers for the dancers in the piece. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. That's what I was worried about. So I, I get back there and I'm moving across and then all this, you can't see like an arm's length in front of you. You Mm-mm. can't, I mean, it's, it's. it's Pitch black yeah. over there. Luckily, the dancer that I passed, she was headed the opposite way. It was so dark, and we didn't never talked about it, so I don't even know who it was. <laughs> and and we passed, we saw each other, and then passed very very slowly. And I was jammed up against the wall, <laughs> and so I got to the other side and got my juggling balls from the green room, and then slowly worked my way back across, and I. Th- think I had three seconds before I had to go on stage. Like I got to the, Oh um, wow. So I got, so there are, there were like three wings. Is that right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. so, so the wing is the side of the stage and it's blocked. So you can't see behind it, but there are like three depths of these curtains. And I had to get to the farthest one to the thing. Keep in mind, there are all these side lights and stuff and cords going everywhere. And there's people <laughs> standing there getting ready and there's props. And so by the time I got back, I, I really had about three seconds before I had to come out juggling. Oh, my. And I got out and I did my juggling part and realized sort of I had this moment of, you know, being able to have conquered my problems with my... Wings to the stage. Redemption. <laughs> yes. I don't think I knew. And see, I, I this this kind of thing happens a lot. And my dancers and guest artists, as I will consider Kevin, are smart not to tell me as things are happening. But later they tell me these stories because I definitely had no idea that. Oh, I'm pretty sure you didn't have any idea how close I cut it until no. right now. Yeah, no, no, I didn't even realize even it was that close. Even when I told close. you what had happened, yeah. I left out the three-second oh part. Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and yeah, that, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because, you know, that's real life. Things like this happen all the time, and and crazy little things just go wonky. I mean, it's live theater, so... As they say, the show must go on, and and you never know. But yeah, that's that's a pretty. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, and so in my mind too, I was like, so do I go out and and like fake because they've seen me mm-hmm. juggle before? They'll mm-hmm. know what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. like it might have worked. I could have improved and and been like, you know, some sort of emotion, like, oh shoot, I was supposed to bring juggling balls to the rehearsal. But I forgot, and then oh, I'll yeah. just do this, and yeah. you know it, it could have worked. Never even crossed my mind until right now. After all these times I've told the story, <laughs> like I, I guess I don't think on my feet. Well, and it's funny too because I think well, you you mentioned 
maybe like now you're kind of thinking through all the ways you probably could have made it happen and it would be no big deal. I mean, the audience wouldn't know the difference. And it's so funny because I think um, as dancers, when you grow up dancing, you have you learn how to adapt really quickly to circumstances that you don't anticipate. So and that's so common. I mean, there there have been I can't even tell you how many costume changes I've had that have been super quick where I barely made it on stage or didn't make it on stage for my cue. And then you have to figure out how do I adapt and how do I change? And it's so interesting to hear it from your perspective, because I was thinking, I mean, even if you hadn't entered from the correct wing, I mean, you could have entered like a couple back and we could have, but you know, you don't think like that. You just think, and, and this is normal for, I think everyone, but you just sort of think like, no, this is my role. Like, this is what I've learned. And so you end up like <laughs> rushing around and doing crazy stuff. And <laughs> well, yeah, we rehearsed it so many times and yeah. other people are depending on me to be where I'm supposed to be. Yes. And uh, that's, you know, all I'm thinking is it's tunnel vision. Right. What I rehearsed. Right. Like, it's, you know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. So that was the last time that I performed. So far. <laughs> yeah, I think he so I, he definitely, yeah, I mean, he's, he says that. But I, I remember after the performances, I remember you talking about, well, that was that was my... What did you call it? Like you're you're one and done, or you're you're retiring from performing after this, or something. I, I don't remember. You had a funny catchphrase about it, I think. Yeah, I did. I I, I think I said I was going to go into retirement while my um, oh, career your, was at its peak. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, something along those lines. Well, and we kind of glazed over this detail, but the reality is, Kevin is actually an incredibly talented juggler. So. You might not know this about him, but he wasn't just going out and doing very basic juggling, although I, that would have been impressive, too, because I really can't juggle very well. But but no, you should actually talk about a little bit about your juggling career, because you actually this is an art that you have perfected or, and, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's a whole thing for you. So far from perfected, but uh, uh, well, yeah, okay. Worked so on. <laughs> I, I started juggling when I was 13 and it was a fun sort of a hobby. And in my teens, I started working at uh, a nursing home and decided, you know, it might be fun to put on a little show for the residents at the nursing home. And, and that was really my peak as far as being into juggling and juggling often. So I'd put on a show every Sunday night for those residents where I worked and then I started doing shows at other other nursing homes and assisted living places and retirement, that whole kind of idea. And I just kind of, so technically I was a professional getting paid to yeah. do um, Yeah. But yeah. I, and, and then since then, I, I hadn't really juggled seriously yeah. ever. Since then. Until your show. And I decided yeah. to actually keep it simpler for your show because I didn't want to screw up because it had been so long. And I didn't realize it until after I saw the video that I had accidentally, and without even realizing it, slipped back into a a complicated move called uh, Mill's Mess where your arms, your hands crisscross while you're juggling. One hand goes over the other and then you switch mid throw and I did not even realize that I had done that and I think I did it every night yeah and I never even realized it 
Yeah, we went back and watched the videos and and you had you had done Mills Mess perfectly every single night without even being yeah. aware, being conscious yeah, that that was I didn't what you even were realize it. I was just in the zone, which is probably good because you know if you if you had gotten kind of into your head, you might have started doubting it and versus oh, just if having I that had muscle. Planned it, yeah, if I had planned it. Right. I would have I would have worried about it. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I would have been in my head about it. Yeah, uh, should I just, do that? And for me, when I learned it, it's sort of a milestone, and uh, kind of marked. I'm better than intermediate now. <laughs> and so it would have probably, since I mm-hmm. kind of defined myself as a more than intermediate juggler, having learned that, I wanted to kind of say intermediate level for the sake of the show so I didn't yeah. screw anything up. And I would have probably thought about that too much. Yeah. No, I can see that. It it Sometimes it's just better to let your muscle memory take over and magic happens that way sometimes. So... Yeah. So you have a background in juggling and he likes to say sometimes that he was a professional in the, how do you put it? You, you call yourself, you, you did the... Oh, I worked the nursing home circuit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I worked the nursing home circuit. <laughs> oh my word, I love it. So yeah, so, so what do you think? Are you officially retired or are you kind of leaving it open-ended? Because... Well... You heard me say that I retired, and I've said it several well, times. I know, but are you retired or like, you know, retired? Uh, <laughs> okay, I would reprise that role. Mm, excellent. I would even expand it a little bit into like a three-part. It could be a longer piece. It was very cute. And, it and you know, it was really just designed to fill the spot that yeah. was vacant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would be willing to do that. All right, folks, you heard it. You heard it here. (laughs) If I ever need to hold him to it, (laughs) it's recorded. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I've already asked, or I've I've already answered your three questions. Yeah. Do you have three new questions for me? Oh, dear. You're my first repeat guest. So, no, I don't. Let me ask you this. Let's say you're at the end of your life. And you can only witness one piece of art for the last time ever. So let's say this is like you're the last thing that you're going to experience or, you know, like either you're going to watch it or you're going to look at it or you're going to listen to it or read it or kind of whatever. What would that be? Can I say maybe one of two, and like if it were actually happening, maybe I would be able to decide? Sure. I think that's fair. Okay, so so actually you're in both probably the courting jester <laughs> or the first time I saw you perform, which was at the Kaufman Center for Performing Arts in Kansas City, and the show was underground, telling the story of the underground Railroad or a story within that complex situation, but I I don't know. <laughs> Probably one of those two. Okay, yeah, uh, that's a good answer. Okay, well, and for all of you listening, I actually have the ability for you to to watch the courting jester. So if you are particularly interested in 
seeing it, which is really fun, then we will actually post the link to it so that you can see it, like I said, on YouTube and to get a feel for the at least the original version. And maybe we'll have a future rendition. So definitely check that out on YouTube. And then Kevin, do you offer any kind of personal juggling coaching or is there a way we can connect with you <laughs> outside? So you can connect with me. Comment on the uh, video. And if you're interested in learning how to juggle, I actually do have a method to teach that I came up with. And so far, to have three juggling balls in the air at one time for a sustained length of time, we'll call it like a minute. I think my record is three minutes of teaching. So Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it actually is a really, really good method to follow because I thought I could never juggle, and he taught me, and I'm not brilliant at it by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't practiced that much, but but when I was practicing based on his method, it's actually really simple to follow and makes you definitely realize that you can do this if you want to, and you can just, as long as you practice, it's, it's a lot of fun. I had no hand-eye coordination because I'm just not very gifted at sports or anything like that. And I just kind of assumed, oh, juggling is going to be another one of those things that is not going to come to me. And I haven't monetized my method. (laughs) So if you're just interested, I'll tell you how it's done. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you to all of you who have um, listened to this episode. We would love it if you would like to share with any of your friends who might just need a little burst of joy and inspiration. And we will catch you next time. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends If you'd leave us a review and rating and subscribe to our podcast, you'll get notified when the newest episodes come out. Thank you for sharing art with us, and we hope your day has been artfully told. Hey, Artfully Told listeners, I'm excited to share with you about Audible. As a podcast listener yourself, you already know how great it is to listen to something while you're driving or doing dishes or whatever it is. Audible has thousands of titles of audiobooks as well as podcasts and other cool things, and they're offering a free audiobook to Artfully Told listeners when you sign up for a free trial membership. You'll have 30 days to decide if Audible is right for you, and you can cancel at any time without being charged and still keep your free audiobook. Sign up for your free trial and audiobook at www.audibletrial.com slash artfullytold. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash artfully told. Thanks, artfully told listeners.